The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 18th of January. In your Squiz today, the World Economic Forum releases its 2019 Global Risks Report, the murder of Awa Masawi in Melbourne, what next on Brexit, Australia's Rich List, and Friday Lights. This is your Squiz today. The opening headline of the Squiz today, Claire, is a warning for the world. It sounds dark and ominous. <laughs> Just a little thing, yeah. Just like a little nothing, thing. Nothing to be too worried about on a Friday morning. Yeah, the World Economic Forum, which is holding its big get-together, annual get-together in Davos next week, released a report ahead of that outlining the global risks for the year and really what it's saying is that global cooperation, particularly among the powerful leaders, is at a a really dangerous low and that means that issues like climate change and cyber attacks, things that are imminent threats aren't being dealt with. So the report surveyed a 1,000 politicians, government officials, business leaders and academics and as you said, it's released ahead of the World Economic Forum. Any specific things you wanted to mention out of the report? Probably the thing to note, uh, and it's what most of the media picked up when it was released, is that climate change is is a big issue. Mm. Uh, when you compare it to uh, what leaders were worried about uh, 10 years ago, it was things like, you know, countries going bust and really financial-based things. But when you look at the top five at the moment, it's really things around natural disasters, uh, irreversible damage from climate change and not dealing with that issue. So that's really the starting point that the discussion is going to be based around when all those rich and powerful leaders get together. Yeah, everyone from Prince William to Bill Gates attends Davos. And for Australia's part, our Trade Minister Simon Birmingham is going along as well as our Finance Minister Matthias Corman. Steve Chobo, our Defence Industry Minister, is said to be attending at his own expense. Back here in Australia, 21-year-old Israeli student Awa Masari was killed after getting off a tram in Melbourne's north in the early hours of Wednesday. Like Eurydice Dixon last year and Jill Maher back in 2012, it appears the attack was random, Claire. Yes, her family has arrived in Australia um, to identify her and to discuss um, issues with police. But, yeah, she was on a FaceTime call, according to police, when she was attacked. And, yeah, very, very alarming uh, and getting a a lot of coverage today. Yeah, so what we know is that she was travelling home from attending a comedy festival. She got off the tram in Bandura. Uh, She was on a FaceTime call with her sister, as you said, uh, when she was attacked and killed. And police are still looking for the killer. Theresa May has won a vote of no confidence. Just what happens now in regards to Brexit? What it means is that Theresa May will talk, do a lot more talking uh, over the weekend. She has to go back to Parliament on Monday with Plan B, whatever Plan B is. Plan B might actually be Plan A because her hands are fairly well tied when it comes to making any changes because the European Union aren't really looking to do that. So, yeah, yeah, it's not really expecting much um, to change over the weekend and and another bruising result when she puts it back to the Parliament on Monday. So what happens after that? I mean, they're due to leave the EU on the 29th of March. After that, um, really, European Union nations are are bracing for a no-deal Brexit, which means that um, the parliament doesn't actually uh, agree to any uh, arrangement that's been worked out with the EU and they simply exit 
um, the arrangement that they have with the EU without any kind of um, agreement in place. So, yeah, so that would be pretty disorderly for everyone, but um, that's where it's heading, they think. Yeah, and while we're in the UK, the Duke of Edinburgh has been involved in a car crash. Buckingham Palace has just said, uh, this is just breaking as we put the podcast together, Prince Philip, who's 97, was not injured in the accident. Um, It's said to have happened close to the Queen's Sandringham estate in Norfolk not that long ago. And the annual debate here has started about whether we should celebrate Australia Day on the 26th of January or not. Yesterday, New Today Show entertainment reporter Brooke Boney weighed in. She did on air and there was a fairly spirited discussion amongst um, the new look lineup of of the Today Show when she talked about being a a proud Indigenous woman and while um, bad outcomes were really had for Indigenous people as a result of European settlement in Australia, it was a day that she couldn't celebrate and uh, she was very clear on the show and afterwards that she loves Australia and that she um, just is a proud Indigenous woman that can't really reconcile these things. So, yeah, expect that to continue with um, people putting their views forward over the next week. Yeah, she said she's happy to celebrate any other day. Um, A list of Australia's richest people has been released by Forbes. We love a good list here at The Squiz. Who's on (laughs) top? Gina Reinhart, so yeah. $13.8 billion is her estimated fortune. She, of course, uh, is a successful mining magnate. And then really it comes to three uh, guys who are always on these lists, Harry Triggerboff, who's in, in property. Uh, there's Anthony Pratt, who's um, the Vizzy cardboard guy and shopping centre king, Frank Lowy. Uh, and then in fifth spot are the youngest um, billionaires in Australia, Scott Farquhar, and Mike Cannon-Brooks from Atlassian. Mm, so, a cool $6.4 billion each. Andrew Forrest, John Gandal, James Packer and Lindsay Fox round out the top ten. Friday Lights, firstly, there's a cute Twitter feed from the Museum of English Rural Life, which is worth a look, and an article on why celebrities draft announcements on iPhone notes. But it's your grilled stone fruit dessert that's caught my eye, Claire. Oh, there you go. <laughs> cool. Very quickly, how do you – it's so simple. Tell us what you do. Yeah, well – um, what sparked my uh, desire to put this in and share it with people is that uh, it's so hot um, in some places in Australia that the stone fruit is cooking on the tree, yeah. which of course means they they can't harvest it. But like um, forty nine degrees, it's just nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one of our old old family recipes. Um, which I don't even, it's too embarrassing even to call it a recipe. It's so simple. Um, <laughs> for grilling stone fruit, basically you cut um, a peach or something like that in half, you take the stone out, you put the, the half in a tray with the cut side up, you sprinkle it with a bit of brown sugar, put it in the oven and it's um, after only sort of six minutes or so, put it with some ice cream, it's delicious. Sounds amazing and so Sounds easy. Very easy. Very yeah, easy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, A bit of an announcement for us. We've entered the Squeeze Today podcast in the Australian Podcast Awards. Like the Logies, there's a popular vote category. (laughs) It'd be great if you could jump on and give us a nod. Visit australianpodcastawards.com, hit the Vote Now button, search for the Squeeze and you know what to do next. Bit of a disclaimer, you'll be asked to, to log in to vote. Go for it. It's a way to make sure no one can stack the voting. So That's a uh, shame. Oh, it's a sh- it is a shame, but, you know, it's good to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> vote early, vote often. <laughs> um, 
The subject line is "You Found Me," which is a phrase song. It's we're oh, into remember. this, yeah. you know, the two thousands, Kate, which will be very yeah. impressive to you. That um, was massive. That, that song. It was. That is in relation to the incident off the Sunshine Coast this week, where <gasps> yeah. um, boat skipper Peter Rockcliffe thought that he had lost uh, someone overboard, and after a twelve-hour search that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, yeah, eight um, helicopters, the guy. Yeah, and and the rest. And the rest, um, yeah. The guy was found sleeping on board uh, under a floor compartment and some ropes. So all's well that ends well, but, yeah, a lot of inconvenience to get to that point. Bit of a weird story, that one. Bit strange. <laughs> if you like the Squiz Today podcast, leave us a review on your podcast platform as well as voting for us in the Australian Podcast Awards. Gee, we're asking a lot of people today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a great Friday, have a great weekend, and we'll chat to you on Monday. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.